Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Marnevale on Sydney's northern beaches, they're one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out in line, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you to Modus for your support. Tonight I'll be reviewing round six of the Shoot Shield. We're almost halfway, or we are halfway, 13, I don't know, six, seven. Anyway, we're pretty much halfway. Uh, it's been a ripper competition. Lots to talk about for the weekend's action. Swainy's on the podcast. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round six wrap. Joining me on the line, Andrew Swain. Swainy, how are you? Burjo, I've literally just been able to restore what my hair looked like um, after the uh, standing on the roof at Foreshore the other day. Um, so yeah, lucky, uh, lucky I don't have any actually because it was quite a windy old day. Mate, the Arctic breeze uh, coming up from from down south. Uh, mate, it would have been like base camp at K two. <laughs> mate, I tell you what, and I said this in the call with Robbie Feldman, who I was calling with after the game. It felt like we'd done a whole city to Hobart. It was that bloody windy, <laughs> and like the chap lips and the you know the just the wind burn and um, you know like. You could be we could be in worse places in the world than standing on the roof at Foreshore calling footy. Um, was dangerously close to those power lines, um, but it was it was a great afternoon. Uh, lucky the sun was shining. If it was any other conditions, I reckon it would have been undoable. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good fun. I was coming back from out west and stopped in at Blackheath and uh, started snowing. So there you go. <laughs> Mate, it's one of those that, weekends. That kind of a weekend, wasn't it? It was um, quite incredible, the conditions, and it played a bit of havoc on the footy field, I, I believe. It did. Mate, I got home in time for some super rugby, though. Geez, I enjoyed the Brumbies clinical performance against the Tars. What do you think of that? Yeah, they were they were just too good, weren't they? Um, mate, they've got a... They were. They've just got a, um, a, a bunch of really experienced guys there who, um, you know, the Tars are, are still very inexperienced, even though there's a couple of... Uh, guys with some age there. Um, the the Brumbies, oh, just I think clinical is probably the right word for it. They they just don't do anything wrong. Um, you know they they limit their errors uh, and they just they continue to put pressure on the opposition. And um, yeah, that, that's why they're the the, that's were, why they're the benchmark. Yeah, I mean the Tars were coming in hot after a couple of really good performances, but uh, oh, the Brumbies really show they are the bench benchmark them. Playing some really innovative rugby. Their ruck works really good. I have to say it felt a little bit like watching one of the New Zealand sides, just a little bit of a cut above, I thought. And, uh, you know, if they're in that kind of form um, for the rest of the um, Australian Super Rugby, it's it's they're going to be hard to stop. But what about the players that are bringing off the bench? You know, there's so much talent in that squad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just I, I like what Dan McKellar's done with the team as well. Um, you know, he changed things up after they got, they got mm. beaten by... Uh, the Rebels before their buy, um, and just had so much faith in the depth of his squad. Um, you know, dropped a couple of guys that, are, you know, Wallabies, for example, <laughs> um, yeah. and and uh, and that just shows that you know the how well coached they are down there, uh, how well managed they are, um, and and it shows a great um, you know squad culture as well. I think. 
Um, you know, I just I really rate Dan McKellar as a uh, as a, as a head coach. Um, you know, I'd say that you know he's the he's the Wallabies coach in waiting for sure. Yeah, I think he's the one. I think you know some people maybe thought it was time for now to take a punt, but I think um, it's clear that that he's going to be well and truly in the fold uh, once Rennie once Rennie starts his tenure. Um, but yeah, really really impressive. I thought Bailey Kunzel went really well. Um, former Southern Districts five eight um, stepping in. Obviously, they've got a injury there to Noel Alessio, but um, he was very sharp. Yeah, and, and Lonigan as well. Um, in at nine, he, you know, and there's a guy as well. We talk about Will Harrison and how good he is off the tee. Like Lonigan doesn't miss many kicks. He's a uh, he's a good goal kicker as well, um, which is good to see in Australian rugby at the moment. I, I think their combination, you know, was was pretty good the other night. Pretty handy. Uh, and, and you're right, Kunzel. He's just a solid like. He's just a solid ten, isn't he? Mm. He um he, he he's pretty no frills about him. Um, doesn't really try the fancy stuff, just uh, goes about his job. Um, he's got guys around him as well, like I said, Lonigan and then Simone as well outside him, who was the you know shoot shield rookie of the year a few years back, um, who is in the form of his life, I reckon. Uh, you know, he's he's oh, just yeah. he's he's playing brilliant footy at the moment. Him and Carmichael have been the two outstanding 12s. I, I really think Simone's destined to be a Wallaby um, this year. Hopefully, obviously, gets an opportunity with fixtures. And then the, the Reds were very entertaining in their win on the weekend too. You, you like what you see from your from your beloved Reds, mate? Oh, mate, it was, uh, it was an absolute pleasure to call that game, actually. Um, and they were particularly good. Um, you know, it was pretty tight there for a, for a good, good part of that game. Uh, and then the floodgates really opened... Uh, sort of in the last twenty minutes, and they gee, they turned it turned it on. Um, oh, razzle dazzle. Yeah, look, Tate McDermott is. You were mm. talking about Wallabies in waiting. Like that guy's yeah. got to have a gold jersey on his back pretty soon. He's just so electric. Um, he can just spark something from nothing. He did that. He scored two tries. The first one was a, a little dart down the um, down the short side, and then the second one was from a quick tap. And you saw just the left foot. Amazing. Step. Yeah. Yeah, just beating guys. Um, you know, on the outside and uh, and scoring that try, that was brilliant. And then the other guy I thought who is just week in week out a consistent performer was Taniella Tupo. That bloke, the Tongan Thor, he was on he's, fire. He's so good to watch. And you talk about entertainers in in the game of rugby. We want guys, we want heroes for our kids to look up to. Uh, that kid's got it all. I reckon he's 24 years of age. He's playing 80 minutes at tight head prop. You could put a 12 on his back and he wouldn't look out of place. That He ripped a, a right-to-left pass after making a oh, little break at one point. Okay. Um, and, and, mate, just on the money, it would have been a 15-metre yeah. pass. Um, yeah. You know, almost no look. Like, he, he had a bit of a bow peep, but, like... No, it was a cannon. It was like, bang. I know. And, and, and like, just seeing that from... You know some up and coming guys in, in Australian rugby. It's so exciting to watch, uh, and I hope that I hope that guys like Taniella are getting a bit of exposure to a younger generation coming through because he's a guy you can you can um, you know build a marketing campaign around. You know he's a, yeah. he's a hero for kids to look up to, and he's a, and he's a character to boot. Like you saw him come off the field and he was you know picking his nose for a bit of a laugh and oh, oh, he's know, very funny yeah yeah no he's a funny he's... kid you know so I, I just i just love seeing that in um in in some of the younger guys coming through 
Yeah, he's a marketing dream. I have to agree, McDermott's game was really good. You wonder if he was keeping an eye on Jake Gordon's performances, but competition's such a healthy thing. But you know what I love the most out of the Reds this season? It's the beers in the change room after the game. Yeah. Have you noticed how, that? How good is that? I mean, a couple of Milton mangoes in the in the change rooms afterwards. I'm not sure if that's sponsor's product or whatever so they are. Drinking. But it was yeah. gold. I thought it was 4X gold. No, I must have looked a little yeah, closer. Yeah, 4X gold, I think. Yeah. Um, I th- that, mate, affectionately known as Milton Mangoes, 4X Gold. Oh, sorry, um, hang on. You've keep lost up me. with I'm, it. I'm, keep I'm, up with mate, it. I'm from I don't know these ridiculous terms you've got from north of the board. Okay, yes, 4X Gold, I was right. But <laughs> I just think, you know, look, we're not trying to promote our alcohol consumption or anything here, but let's be honest, the game of rugby was built on having a beer. And uh, it's just, I don't know if it's come from Thorn or something, but... Uh, Mate, it's just great to see it uh, in and around the sheds and really enjoying their victory. It's just old school and fans want to see that. Exactly right. You know, As you say, we're not promoting alcohol consumption or anything after the game, but you've got to celebrate your wins. Um, you know, kids kids used to score tries or whatever and go to, if they had a win, they'd go to Macca's after the game or whatever. You know, that is that is a real rugby culture thing. Um, it is. Know, getting, getting around each other in the sheds after the game, having a song, and uh, and having a beer or a uh, a Big Mac. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember reading George Smith's book, and he said when they moved the beers from the middle of the shed to the fridge, really changed his perception on on what it meant to play for Australia, which is interesting. You know, like little things like that can 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 go a long way, can't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I hope that. You know, as as um, we've mentioned, you know, kids are watching and 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 thinking, yeah, this is a game I'd like to get around. You know, and um, and also the guys who are actually in the game playing now professionally, those young blokes, they want to stay in the game in Australia. I think as well. That's the other thing. Keep them here. Keep them engaged. Keep them having fun. Uh, you know, I, I loved seeing that too, mate. It was just a great sight to see. Yeah, long may continue. Mate, um, let's get into the shoot shield action. We're just coming up to halfway. Well, we're over six, six out of 13. It's it's going quick, isn't it? Gee, that's quite incredible to think, isn't it? Um, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we are round six now. We've just had round six. So, yeah, we're passing halfway. Um Oh mate, it's been a it's been a great um, a great competition so far, and you're right. I think um, you, we're starting to see a, a proper top six now, um, you know. But there's there's still a couple of teams who are just outside who are still creeping up. So mate. maybe we could squeeze a few more rounds. I'm just I'm thinking, man, he's going to click this week. <laughs> Another four rounds, maybe. <laughs> oh mate, they'll need it. They'll need every round they can get. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Well, we might um, we might start with uh, another critical game from the weekend. East had a big win at home against North, 24-14. Uh, Beasties were coming into this one and really needed to keep touch uh, with the top six. And North were having a really strong start to the year, uh, succumbed to their first loss at Wallara. Uh, big win for the Beasties, hey, Sweeney? Absolutely, and you know, I'd, I'd watched Norths the week before and was really impressed with their with their all round game. Um, you know, particularly their set piece. Uh, and Nick Palmer didn't play in this game, and I've got to say, like it was a massive mm-hmm. out for them because uh, their set piece got monstered by Beasties, and that was uh, to to their credit though they hung in there. It was only the last ten minutes. It was seventeen fourteen until about the seventy second minute, and then um, 
And then uh, Henry Patterson's kind of blew the game wide open with a few minutes to go mm. um, with, a, with a pretty unreal sort of counter-attacking try. Um, Donato nailed the, the conversion and that was the margin in the end. Um, Ten points the margin. But, you know, I just think the, the Beasties forward pack um, had the... Northies, uh, the northern suburbs boys on the back foot the whole day. They were they were on ice skates, um, particularly at scrum time. They got smashed. Um, it cost them um, a yellow card just before half time as well. Um, yeah, so mate, I, I was uh, look. That was a really close battle uh, between those two sides. It's probably closer than the scoreline suggests, um, but it's good for beasties. It keeps them right in the hunt. Yeah, it certainly does. It was um, a really important win. I saw Charlie Gamble's name back on the uh, team sheet. Uh, how did he go? Obviously, because Charlie Smith's been impressing in his position. Yeah, look, I mean, he was he was probably a, a little quieter than Smith. Smith's, I guess, a bit more. Um, you know, he, he plays a bit wider. He plays a bit uh, in more in the in, in the space. Um, didn't mm-hmm. see. From what I flipped through, um, Charlie Gamble was a bit playing a bit tighter, a bit more on the ball. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, good to see him back. I thought Shires was good again. Um, but mate, that front row, yeah. that front row of Fafita, Lindsay Stevens, and and Archer Holtz. Um, yeah, mate, they they even the tight five actually with Aikman Hunt and Williams there. Um, they just had a stormer of a game. Um, you know, but, uh, Norse at times really struggled to get out of their own half. Um, you know, they tried to run it a lot. Um, you know, Richie Wolf was fired up for this one, playing against his old team, put a couple of big mm. shots on, um, <laughs> you know, using the sideline as his friend and then getting a shoulder on as well. Um, so that was that was nice to see. But, mate, good all-round performance, but it was the pack really that, that had, it, uh, had it won for the Beasties. Yeah, big win for us, as we said. They're in eighth position, but a game in hand on a few teams in and around that space. But um, uh, really big win for Paulie and his boys. Uh, El Clasico at Milner. Uh, Woods went down to University, who avenged their loss to South from the week prior. Um, I watched bits of this. Real seesaw battle early, uh, but Uni got on top. And much like the East performance, really tore them apart up front. Um, Uni are purring along. You know, that they're uh, sitting in second. Um, the beast is coming, I think. Yeah, and, you, you know, you never want to be I – reckon, I reckon Benny Batcher would have been filthy that um, Southern Districts knocked him off last week. We said this last week. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you said that. And, Matt, I reckon that would have been, um, yeah, spot on. Um, he would have been filthy. Yeah, they, I mean, all their big names stood up, didn't they? You know, yeah. uh, Travis playing at nine, um, Clooney's Ross tries, um, you know, they've McCalman, DeCrepney in the side. Like They just went up through the gears towards the end of the game. I was watching the last 20 minutes and um, their fitness and speed, especially their breakdown work, um, that's, that's the trademark that we've all seen lately. You know, you just can't stop them up the middle when they, when they get going and they just had another gear and, yeah, I think they'll be um, – Coach Hodge and Joe Hornsmith will be really happy with that performance from the weekend. So uh, Uni uh, are rumbling along um, in second spot and Eastwood, um, well, they've got a big game this weekend because they're taking on the Wicks. So, uh, yeah. yeah that, is, that is a huge game, isn't it? Um, you know, the, Benny Batcher and Benny McCormack, the two coaches, um, you know, they, they're sort of guys that 
keep things to themselves a little bit. So I'd say there might be a few tricks up the sleeve. They're good poker players, both of them, actually. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, t- we'll go through to it in a second. But I had a good chat with Benny McCormick. Doesn't give away too much. Why don't we go there, mate? You were up on the rooftop at Foreshore. Um, yep. Talk me through the day's play. Well, once we unfurled the spinnaker, um, we were uh, we, we got we got we got a good run on. Um, no, nah, it was mate, it was a cracking afternoon actually, um, and the wind definitely favoured um, Southern uh, Ranwick in the first half. Um, and mate, look, I've got to say it again. I think I've said it the last three weeks, but Maurice Longbottom, like this guy, is just Teflon. They couldn't lay a hand on him, and he kind of broke the back of. Um, Southers a little bit in he scored he set up the first try I don't know if you've seen it it's on the socials at the moment he starts on the near touch line sort of five meter line um, just inside the 22 runs it all the way across field beats nine or ten blokes um, on the way stepping around them um, runs it back over the 22 and then back into the 22 again gets himself onto a, a two on one. Um, pops the pass to Peach to score in the corner. Like, you know, yeah, you haven't seen that since under nines. Um, and this no, is no, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie um, Forrest Gump? <laughs> yes, I have, yeah. <laughs> he ran from touchline to touchline. He told us that going straight. Was, I'd never seen a run like it. Mate, it was like run, the, Forrest, run. Absolutely. Mate, Alabama State style, you know. It was, um, it was a sight to behold. But those... Those sevens players are starting to uh, purr and uh, ram it up top of the competition. I did have a chat with Ben McCormick, as I just mentioned, and uh, this is what he had to say about Saturday. Benny, good win on Saturday. Any win at uh, Foreshore is a good win, but you came away with it uh, pretty well. Happy with the performance? Yeah, mate, I was actually. It was um, it was a good performance. We didn't uh, we didn't have too many boys who played poorly, which was good. It's a funny old game. Um, Souths have come to a few head knocks early and, uh, you know, you guys got a bit disrupted too on the injury front. So uh, it, was, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was disappointing to see that. You never like seeing injuries and um, Souths had a little bit of friendly fire there uh, late in the first half when uh, one of the boys went up for a contestable and, and two of the um, South boys collided and, and obviously two blue cards at at, uh, at once, which was pretty ordinary. And then we lost um, we lost Tian Tiakipulu in the um, first five minutes to a knee injury, which was uh, horrible. Felt terrible for the kid. Mate, any any game down there can be a blustery affair, uh, particularly so last Saturday. But I thought uh, watching the game back, um, you were led really well in your good kicking game from Horwitz and Jensen. I thought, and they were pretty well supported by you. Your halfback Jordan, they they all had good games, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. And um, mate, going down there and the the type of day it was, we knew we were going to have to um, control field position. And watching South over the last sort of month, they're really hard to stop. Um, once they get into your twenty two and they get a bit of a roll on, um, so we knew you know best way to stop them was not to let them in there. So no, it was good and and. Uh, Dave Dave led that really well, but I thought Christian Jensen played a um played a huge part in that as well, and and Tyzak from nine sort of drove a lot of the energy and and tempo, which was good. It's, it must be a bit of uh, a luxury to have Horwitz back in the club scene. He, he seems to be settling in and um, really growing at, at club level again. Yeah, Dave's um Dave's very good at this level. He just um he's just very clear with his communication and 
uh, so there's you know not too many people needing direction um, or asking what the play call is or anything like that. Dave's very proactive in that space and he's he's quite loud and has a has, has a good voice amongst the group. So no, he's been good so far. Did you mark Saturday as your best performance of the year? Uh, yeah, collective performance. I think so. Yeah, definitely. There was patches. Um, Patches a really good day from us, and um, and then we're probably just a little bit more astute with our kicking than we've had to be. We haven't had to probably kick as much um, in previous weeks, so it was good to see that we can when we need to. Yeah, looking at the uh, table, and not just the first grade table, but you're uh, six and zero in first grade, second grade, and first grade Colts, the premier um, divisions. You would say this season, uh, you must be happy, obviously, with how the clubs. Uh, progressing, even though you're at a, at a reasonably early stage of the year. Yeah, definitely, mate. You can't uh, can't ask for too much more. Um, we've got to keep improving. We know um, the hardest tests are yet to come, so we've, we've got to keep getting better every week. But um, you know, we can only play who who the draw gives us, and and so far we've um, you know haven't lost one uh, in any of those grades, which is great. And, and it's just a happy place to be around at the moment. You know the boys are enjoying themselves in, across the whole club, um, which is which is always nice to be around. Yeah, you got a pretty um, interesting fortnight coming up. I guess you're going to learn a, lot, a whole lot more about yourselves. You got to Eastwood and uh, and then into Gordon, who seem to be a, a very good side. Um, but you're probably not looking much further than uh, Eastwood this weekend. I would have thought. Oh, 100 percent. Eastwood, um, Eastwood have got some really damaging backs there, and um, and they've got. Uh, our best cult from last year, or one of our better cults from last year, Tane Edmund, running them around at ten, and and he's been doing a um, he's been doing a great job so far. His kicking game's been impressive, and um, yeah, we we can't look too much uh, further forward than than Eastwood on the weekend. We've got to we've got to uh, prepare well, and and we're going to have to play well to beat them. And they'll be cranky, mate. They don't like losing to uni. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Benny, mate, great to chat. Uh, good luck this weekend. Easy. Thanks, Berger. Yeah, good comments there from Benny McCormack, mate. He's uh, really liking what he's seeing out of Horwitz and his halves combinations, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, um, you know, we mentioned the sevens players just before um, we, we heard from Benny. And I think the perfect foil for those guys inexperienced in the 15s game is having a guy like Dave Horwitz there. He's just assured in that 10 jersey. He's, this is this is his, you know, this is really his level of footy where he can dominate, um, controls the game beautifully. And, and Tyzak Jordan's a, a, an electric kind of a scrum half as well. We spoke about Tate McDermott a little bit earlier. I think Tyzak Jordan's got a little bit of that about him. You know, he can jump out and, and grab a few guys. And uh, and the other person I was, I'm really impressed with in the Randwick team in the 12 jersey, is Jensen with that left foot option like it's it's brilliant a couple of times he put in some unbelievable um, relieving uh, territory kicks on the weekend from on their own goal he kicked one from inside their own in goal or right on his goal line and it went out 60 meters downfield um, mm. to just completely relieve the pressure of them on them mm. um, and having that kind of um, that kind of assured powering your back line uh, to, to just relieve that pressure is so valuable in this competition. Well, mate, we've been heaping the pressure on Gordon and DC as best we can throughout this podcast, but we probably start need to start talking about Randwick, mate. There's six 
from six, no losses. They're leading the charge in ones, twos, and ones Colts. They have had a more favourable draw maybe than some of the other sides. Uh, but I guess, like Benny said, we're about to find out a bit more in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. And, mate, like, you, you can't you can't help what the draw is. Like, you, yeah. they can only play who's in front of them. Six from six, big points difference. Um, you know, bonus points in four of those games. Um, you know, that two-point leaders at the top of the comp. Like, I, I think that they can't have done any more than they have now. Um, you know, if they... They've take, they take on, I think, Gordon, Sydney Uni, Eastwood uh, over the next few weeks. It's going to be a tough run for them. But, they'll you know, if they can jag a couple of wins out of that, they're still going to be sitting pretty up in that top part of the ladder. I'm starting to like um, McCormack's looking like a really good fit for Ramwick. I think just with that experience at big clubs, particularly brothers in Queensland, understanding how Colts are brought through the system, the facilities they've got at Ramwick, um, it's just looking like a good match, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we've said it before as well, having Morgs Turanui there as well yeah. as the club coach, um, a guy who's coached at super rugby level, um, you know, a wallaby. Uh, and and Ramwick DNA. Yeah. yeah, and Ramwick DNA and and, uh, and has a really astute rugby brain, uh, really good analytical rugby brain. That's that's a really good combination. So I, I'm with you. I think that... Um, Having that combination of coaches at the top at Randwick there is is really solid. Good things from the weeks, mate. Uh, more pain for the Marlins on the weekend. Went down to the Pirates, who had the first win of the season. So congratulations to uh, West Harbour. Good O and the boys. Uh, mate, I watched this. It's a bit of a war of attrition. A uh, bit of stop start again. One of those blustery overs like most of the games on the weekend. But... Um, Manly just couldn't uh, couldn't shake away from the Pirates and, and they crashed over late. So I think, you know, that might be curtains for the Marlins year. We're talking uh, to Matty. He's not irking away from the results. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Manly going to start. So you probably see a bit of blooding of some new faces and they've still got plenty to play for. Got the Derby coming up in a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's disappointing from a Manly's fan thus far. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, gee, the... Uh, as you said, Maddie's not going to shirk away from the results, but geez, they've had some bad luck, haven't they? I mean, you know, having to bring Harley in at ten um, after losing all your, your your fly halves in the club, basically. Yeah, um, Matt won't lose use an excuse, but if you lose someone like Manly, haven't. I mean, I'm going to touch wood here because still a fair way to go. But they haven't been soundly beaten in any of the games yeah. against against any opposition, uh, if, whether it's the the lesser teams or the more prominent teams. They only sort of dropped, you know, four points to Uni. It was sort of pretty close against Gordon for a fair while of the game until they kicked away Norse. It was tight. Um, so, you know, a player like you know Sam Lane or, or someone of that ilk with a fair bit more first grade experience, you know, it, it can be the difference. As, as simple as that, sometimes. Mm, yeah, I mean, we spoke about Randwick before having a guy like Dave Horwitz there, just yeah. having that calm head um, yeah. for for Manly. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that that would be so valuable. And so, yeah, look, not going to use it as an excuse, I'm sure. But um, geez, they they could have done with a, a few a bit better luck. Stop stop dropping mirrors and walking under ladders, mate. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, you've you got to look at it like holistically over time. You know, Manly's been very good for about a decade, you know, in terms of consistently winning. Um, is it time for, for a cyclical change potentially? So, you know, um, they're not too down on spirits. They're certainly looking at a long-term approach. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the Pirates. They've got their campaign underway, which is be a bit of a relief for them, won't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm sure that Good A was, you know, just thrilled for his team. They've been they've been plugging away. When we, people were speaking about Wests as a uh, as a you know a dark horse for the for the competition, they always do really. Um, but talking talking about them as a as a dark horse for the competition, um, so to see them you know get their first win, that's that's really handy. Um, you know, I, I like the look of their their halves combination, Spice and Pellegrini. Again, not nothing flash, but um, but you know, can score points um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's getting the best out of some of those bigger guys out, out wide as well. So, um, yeah, look, again, I hope that I hope that West can jag a couple more wins. They're an exciting team when they get going. You know, the Bang Bang Pirate Gang, when they get the wind in their sails, geez, oh, that's probably why they won on the weekend, to be fair, the, the, the wind. Um, you know, <laughs> is that a bad dad joke? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is up there, mate. It's um, pretty good. It? It's a, a lousy day for a Marlin support. I talked to my mate who's director of rugby at Manly. He said, well, you know, I got to hear the West Harbour victory song, which I'd never heard before, so uh, that was something. So you're looking, I said, if you're looking for silver lining in the other team's victory song, it's a friggin' ordinary day. That's <laughs> a bad day at the office. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um Mate, Penrith hosted the Ratties um, up at Nepean and, and Rats were too good, kicked away. In what I heard was another clunky performance. I don't think uh, the Rats have really fired on all cylinders yet, but they got the chocolates and they're still in touching distance. Yeah, look, they were they were down um, early in the piece. Penrith had the lead for a little while there, but um, you know, as often happens uh, against Penrith, they kind of just run out of steam a little bit. I, I was started flicking through this game as well and from the little bits that I saw, you know, just falling off a couple of tackles here and there. Um, guys kind of coming on in to, to put the big shoulder on, but just dropping off. Um, you know, so, and look, it was always survived the first five, six rounds for um, John Muggleton and the Penrith side and um, see what happens from there. So, I don't know, hopefully, again, they can, they, they can score a couple of tries. They've got a couple of tries in them, which is good. Um, it's probably better than uh, previous years that we've seen from the emus and this is their first year back but um yeah i i think that um you're right like the rats probably never really got going um from from what i saw yeah well they're still um in touching distance with the top six the ratties obviously with norse uh, having a loss so they've um going to look to steady the ship they've got south this weekend so that's going to be a, a tough one south will be looking to get back up our final game of the round last weekend of course was the all coleman affair um on seven uh gordon far too good for hunter 50 to seven and no five man lineouts were pinched so dc kept his clothes on uh <laughs> up in newey on saturday night which is a good thing i'm sure Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, it was it was a lovely uh, photo after the game of uh, yeah, it was good. all the the Coleman family all together, and um, and I think Lou Ransom also spoke to them on TV with uh, with them both there. So look, you got to love that. That's that's what club footy is all about, isn't it? It's a family affair, and 
Um, that was lovely to see. But, yeah, Gordon, again, just it was tight early on, but then they kicked away and um, they're just, again, they're you know up there with the benchmarks in the comp uh, with, with Randwick there. Yeah, they rotated the squad a bit from what I could see um, uh, for the weekend, but um, still far too polished, always in control of that one. Um, mate, looking towards um, the games this weekend, as we said, uh, Rats will be hosting South. That's going to be interesting. Um, West are hosting Gordon. They'll be looking for their second win. It'll be, be very tough against um, the Stags. Hunter and East. Uh, now it gets interesting. Wicks and Woods. Now that's going to be the first up test or one of the bigger tests um, for Benny McCormack and his boys, won't it? Yeah, that's right. Well, I spoke to Benny. Um, you spoke to him just before. I spoke to him before the game on Saturday at, down at South, and and I said, oh, this is probably your biggest game of the season, your, your biggest test. And he was like, yeah, look, we had it was a tough game against Rats, but this is probably the biggest test of the season. And, and I reckon you'd probably get a very similar answer this week. It steps up a level. Um, you know, again, Eastwood would be filthy. They lost to Uni uh, on the weekend, just gone. So... Um, I, I reckon uh, that's going to be a ripper game, actually, uh, at Coogee as well. I reckon um, there'll be a good socially distant crowd in. Uh, and I don't know what the forecast is for the weekend, but... Good. No, it's uh, just meant to be a ripper week. Oh, that's good, yeah. If, if there's any... I mean, there's always a breeze down at Coogee. At least they'll be well-equipped. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, I hope you are. Are you heading that way for the game? No, I'm actually up at another windy uh, venue at Pittwater Rugby Park for, for Rat South. So that, there's another place that um, – look, I've got the aerodynamic hairstyle, mate. That's that's probably the main thing. Um, I'll probably put the beanie on. You'll be fine, mate. The final two games for the round, uh, Norse will be hosting the Two Blues. I think that's out at Camden. Is that, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It looks like uh, quite a good rugby. It's lovely some of these um, grounds we're going to. Jemoynov was an absolute peach on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, Camden will be interesting. Yeah, Camden is a great part of the world. Um, you know, beautiful, beautiful grounds out there. I've actually driven past the Camden, the rugby ground out there, and it's just, you know, so well manicured as most of those country grounds are. Uh, it's not wide. Can you call it country? Oh, I guess it is country. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Dremoyne Oval, mate. So I played there for subbies one year and we played out the back of Dremoyne Oval on the second ground and one end had one goalpost. So if you yeah. scored, if you scored a try, you had to go down the other end and convert it. <laughs> uh, final game of the round is Penrith hosting the Marlins. Uh, another danger game for the Marlins because uh, I think Penrith will be sniffing Manly's inconsistent form. Are you going to get uh, out there and get an emu burger, mate? Mate, I've been offered to do the commentary for Clutch uh, in our Tarman. Um, oh, right. But um, we'll see. Uh, I'll either be there or, or out there or just I'll, I'll just be watching on Fusebot, which is the worst game to watch a game of rugby, known to man. Um, so, yeah, mate, I'll decide. But the Marlins, have, uh, they want to get some momentum because you know what next week is? Oh, mate, it's the derby. It's, it's derby week. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. It's going to be different this year. You know what? It's going to be interesting because um, if Wicks win against Eastwood, I assume Gordon will win just by you know positions on the table this Saturday. Geez, it'd be hard to take the TV game away from Man the Ringer, but Randwick Gordon would be a little bit hard to ignore, wouldn't it? Yeah, look, they're, they're two they're two ripping games, aren't they? I, I mean, you're right. The Beaches Derby. There's just something about it. 
It, it, it doesn't with, matter where we're coming on the ladder. It just does not matter. Exactly right. It's always a belter. Um, but yeah, Randwick Gordon. I mean, that's the. Oh. I don't know whoever forecasted that. They. Um, I'm pretty sure that they they sort of made that decision a few weeks ago. Um, we haven't seen them both strong since the early '90s, and that was an amazing rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, that's nice in itself. But you're right; it's hard to take the, the TV game away from the derby. So I guess we'll see. What Especially the, with uh, only one in a year. Yeah, exactly. And and um, and and it's going to be hard for there to be a big crowd there. So. Um, yeah. People will want to watch that at home, I'm sure. But Well, that's the thing. I think uh, there's going to be a bit of a mutiny if people can't watch it on TV. God help the uh, volunteers down there at Manly Oval if people can't. <laughs> couple of modus operandi's, mate, in the, in the grandstand there. Um, great afternoon. Just get down there. Get your tickets online. Mate, that's next week. Another great weekend coming up uh, on Saturday. I hope you enjoy your footy and a uh, big, uh, big Super Rugby game for Waratahs Rebels. It's 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 a playoff, really, isn't it? Before the playoffs. That's it. This this is kind of winning you're in. If the Tars um, lose, but the Rebels don't get a bonus point, the Tars can. Uh, I think that's the way it works. Yeah, if the Tars lose, um, but. Rebels don't get a bonus point. The Tars can still scrape in next week, but they'll need the force to beat the Rebels. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much winning you're in, I reckon. Um, I spoke to Brad Wilkin today on the Fox Rugby podcast, actually, and um, he he was sort of saying that it's been a um, it's been a a pretty normal week for them, um, even though they're on the road. I, I reckon they're starting to get a bit tired. The Rebels um, on that on that road trip. So, mm-hmm. oh, it'll be a real interesting one. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Leichhardt Oval, where else would you be? The eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> so you're saying if Tars lose this week, there's a glimmer of hope the week after? Uh, I th- I think so. Or no, maybe it's... I hope not. It's... Because you know what? If they do lose, um, someone like a Mr. Hooper could play in the derby. Otherwise, oh. if there's a chance they can make it, he'll have to stay in the bubble. Hooper just announced just then. I don't know if you saw the, the hot saw news. Yeah, just announced. Almost as big as the Messi story, almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Hoop's going for a bit of a sabbatical next year, um, so good luck not to him. I'm not surprised. There's yeah. probably a guy who deserves a, a bit of time away. It's, um, it's, it's Michael Hooper. So You'll come back better for it, mate. I'm not surprised, are you? Oh, not at all, mate. If I mean... I don't know if you've seen Hoops sort of speak to the media the last sort of few months or whatever. He just kind of looks over it a little bit. I think he's he needs jaded, to up. Yeah, he's jaded. And yeah. to be expected. He needs to go overseas, you know. Um, exactly. And experience footy over there in his prime, and he'll come back a better player for it and hopefully still going to lead us around at the next World Cup. But, exactly. You know, if he's out of the area, he may not be the captain, but he's certainly going to be a member of the team. Oh, you can't leave him out. He's he's that he's that good, isn't he? So now it'll be a um interesting next little bit for rugby. Um, watch this space. I saw a rumor that uh, Brisbane was pushing for a couple of blitters. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. So I reckon Brisbane could end up with back to back blitters lows on the in October, which is Wait. which is pretty cool. Brisbane will have the Melbourne Cup at this stage. <laughs> Mate, just get them to run a couple of times around Eagle Farm and uh, away <laughs> you go. They'll be doing it the opposite way, though. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to um, 
Oh, imagine that. Imagine the Melbourne Cup being run at Eagle Farm the opposite way. That would be pretty funny. Mate, gold, gold. On that note, Swaney, have a great weekend up at Rat – well, a great Saturday up at Rat Park and a good weekend. And, uh, mate, we'll touch base next week. You too, mate. Happy punting. Cheers, buddy.